3: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
4: Richardson, Son, is this the moment? Yes, it is. Picture perfect from September's Player of the Month. Outstanding and yet expected from the skipper. Hoybier. first time it's loose again from Fulham, and this time it's James Madison. His first goal in a Spurs shirt at his new home. Perfectly weighted into James Madison.
3: I think it's an exciting opportunity for us to now sort of set off on a new direction play football and create an environment that uh, embodies the values and traditions of this fantastic football club. Bentancourt!
4: Through for Pedro Toro.
3: And he smashed it in! Oh, that's
4: a great stuff from Vicario. And Kulosevsky
3: rolls it in!
1: Fantastic!
4: Lassell so freshly introduced, and scoring now. Ah! he tying again and wins it. Great work, Romero. Could this be a chance for ah!
5: That is quite something from James Madison. Hello and welcome to the last word on Spurs. We do hope you keep him very, very safe and well. Thank you so much for joining us as we are back, 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 back as Tottenham Hotspur return to the top. Of the Premier League with a comprehensive professional performance against Fulham, a 2 0 win dispatched. Really, I've got to say it sometimes with ease. But Spurs are back to the top of the league. And joining us, a free absolute top top guest that we're delighted to have back on Last One on Spurs. Some of these guys, regular faces, back on Last One on Spurs. Been a while. His first appearance of the season. We have got the wonderful Darren Hotman back in house. The Hotman, how are you, Dad? You okay?
6: I'm very good, my man. Good to be here. Good to be back. I'm back in the lineup. Happy days and what a game to talk about! Going Spurs, keeping me smiling.
5: Absolutely, one man also back making his first start of the season. We've kept him quiet. We've got him willed out. Of course, we're talking to being top of the league. We've got another old Sammy Power back on. Sam, how are you? Love to be back on the show.
7: I'm all right, Rick. It seems like a century, doesn't it, since I've been nice. there? Since nice. I've been on. But wow, what changes have been made? Wow, top of the league, buzzing. Yeah, happy and what a game to be reviewing. So yeah, all good. Good to Amazing. see you.
5: Thank you so much. Now, one man who has started doing this thing daily now, and you could argue the reason why he's doing it is because Tottenham Top of the League. He'll tell me that definitely isn't the case. We'd like to have him back on. We've got the wonderful Barnaby Slater relaunching the Spurred On podcast. Barnaby, how
0: are you? I'm good, mate. Hi Ricky. Hi guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, um Some of you might remember back in like 2015-16 I started Spurred On which was a digital channel across all the platforms. It's now a video and audio podcast uh, on YouTube and just if you like your podcast when you're running or you're driving just uh, type in the Spurred On podcast. You can find lovely daily Spurs content and I wouldn't necessarily disagree with you Ricky. It's much easier to do this stuff when we're winning that's for sure.
5: Absolutely Barnaby let's kick things off with you Tottenham's unbeaten start to the league continues, a 2-0 win over Fulham. I mentioned that word of professional display in the intro, where Spurs, to be honest with you, they really did impress in times, of course, getting those three points. It is the best ever start for a new manager in the Premier League for Ange Postacoglu. and Spurs continue to make their best ever start to a league season since sixty-sixty-one. You only to remind you what happened the last time Spurs did that, of course, going on to lift the Premier League. They have scored in every game. And obviously extend their unbeaten starts the campaign to nine league games. There's a lot of excitement right now, Barnaby. Are you here for the excitement? Are you going to keep us calm? Tell me how you're feeling.
0: I definitely am. I'm a bit ill, so that's why I don't sound as excited as I am on the inside. But yeah, I mean, look, you know, uh, it's becoming more and more difficult to approach these games as what I would describe a typical Spurs fan would, where you're just expecting the worst to happen. But actually, I was pretty confident. I said it in my match preview. I thought we'd win 3-1 and 2-0 is a similar similar amount of uh difference and the beauty for it with it for me is just it's it's so fun to watch and i got a text from my mate who's at the ground at half time who said oh i i don't think De- i don't think dacky's playing very well and i was just like i have no idea how you found a negative out of that it's so fun it's important to remember where we've come from it's only 9 games and I said to my mate before the game, it was like, because he was doing that typical Spurs thing, I was like, oh, I've got a terrible record when I go to the game. We'll probably lose 1-0. And I said, look, even if we do lose 1-0, at least you know you're going to have fun. At least you know it's going to be a laugh. We're going to make loads of chances. And we do. We make chance after chance. I thought Fulham were, you know, well-coached as ever. I think Silva's a good coach. They were in good shape. They were narrow. But we still kind of cut them open time after time after time. And it was really, I think, for 70 minutes, one of our best performances of the season. After that, it got a bit shaky and, uh, you know, not unexpected, I suppose, when you take some of our best players off and you're asking players to come in who haven't played yet. But certainly for 17 minutes, I think a really exciting game to watch. And look, let's not forget, Fulham got a result with 10 men at Arsenal. You know, like they're going to take points off teams. So let's not be complacent and think games like that are easy in the Premier League. They're not. And it was a good, you said it, Ricky, a good professional performance. But I thought there was a lot in there to love as well, which I'm sure we'll go into.
5: Absolutely, we will do. We've got some lovely comments coming through from James Madison. Of course, we recalled on the whistle. Dale, come over to you. I do live, I was recording slightly after the whistle. My apologies. Wonderful. Darren Hartman back on with us. Dale, Spurs going two points clear at the top of the table. Let's be honest, not quite a spectacular performance, but very much, as I mentioned in the intro, professional. And we managed to ease off a bit in the second half, made some changes ahead of Palace, of course, on Friday. But Madison's so good again. 23 points. Ange Postacoglu has now won more points in his first nine games than any manager in Premier League history. This is the best start to a season the club has recorded in over six decades. And we have got to say a team that has been really exciting on the eye. They have arguably, you've got to say, gone through every battle they've needed to so far. And they're yet to lose within 90 minutes. I mean, Dow, how are you feeling right now? You've not stopped smiling. Is this why you've come back on for your first appearance of the season? (laughs)
6: Listen, welcome back. Thank you, Spurs. You know what I mean? If we can't smile now, when can we smile? This is a perfect opportunity for every Spurs fan to lord the office, to lord the workplace, to lord social media. It's a great time to be a Spurs fan because, as you said, Ricky, it was a business-like performance. The team came out and did a job. They did a very good job because, as you quite rightly said, Fulham are well-organised. They're well-drilled. They came with a system. Um, it and was, It was a challenge. We had to break it down. And what I've loved about this new-look Spurs this season is we paid 9 Games where there's been nine different challenges, and everyone on the on the fence has been waiting for Spurs to buckle, to trip, to fall, and we haven't. And so far, so good. And just been able to get performances out of players on another level, and it's a beautiful thing to be a part of. It's great to watch. And let's also talk about our fantastic keeper. We've got we've got so much to be proud of right now as Spurs fans. So much to smile about and to celebrate. So right now, enjoy it, Spurs fans. Wherever you are, wherever you are around the world. Enjoy this right now because it feels good and it is good.
5: Absolutely. Sam, I've deliberately kept you to last on this initial bit because I wanted to see if you're going to explode through excitement. The fact I'm bringing you back on and Spurs being top. But look, they go back to that top of the summit. Sonnen Madison on target again. They could go five points clear, of course, with a win at Palace on Friday. But the overall return for Tottenham, in terms of points to matches, it is, of course, I've mentioned, the best start, and it's only worth remembering. We're only nine games into this new era under Ange who played nine, one, seven, drawn two, top of that league again. Sam, give me your feelings as to how you're feeling right now.
7: Yeah, you know, I'm trying to keep it contained, Ricky. I'm not going to lie. We're almost tuned into. Um, you know, expecting disappointment, aren't we? And we are. You know that is that is what happens. And at the moment, it is really, really hard not to get uh, excited about what we're seeing. And, you know, no matter what you say, this um, Ange, as Big Ange, has taken us clean off our feet, and and I think it's. It's it's a, a very similar to a relationship. You, you know, you think you've you've seen it all before, and you think oh, I don't really want any more of these. And then next minute, you end up meeting the love of your life, and it's at a bus stop, and you don't know what's going on. And boom, it's the one thing you weren't expecting. And at the end of the day, this guy's coming to the club, and nobody was expecting what has happened from him. And there's something very very special going on there. Am I getting a bit excited? I think I think it's safe to say that I am, especially with the start that we've had. But also, you know, you've got to say it was Fulham. It, we, you know, we've still got some some big big games to go. But also, we're seeing games going our favour as well, which is you know, let's not talk about the the most recent um, situation with Liverpool, but we're seeing things going our favour, and that happens when it's it's supposed to happen. And so it's hard not to think that something good's coming for Tottenham. I have to say the. You know, it's very easy. Uh, As a Spurs fan, you're always getting that, oh, yeah, well, Harry Kane's gone and you're still doing all right. Yeah, correct, because the players are standing up to the mark. And I've got to say, I've got to hand it to the goalkeeper, the goalkeeper, the unsung hero. Our goalkeeper has been absolutely immense. And every single player are giving 110% out there for Big Angie at the moment. It is hard not to get excited, Rick. I'm I'm buzzing, to be honest.
5: Barnaby, look, I have to ask you about the Ange-Postacoglu effect, right? I mean, look, it's the first time you're on here with this Nafa in charge. And as we've mentioned in the intro, and we can't help but say it once again, we're going to kill that broken record one more time. He's won more Premier League points in his first nine games at Tottenham manager than any other coach has in their first nine games in Premier League history. Just give me your feelings on the actual the impact he's made overall since he walked through the door in the summer. So let's be honest about it: an absolute basket case of a club with so much needing to be
0: done. Give me your thoughts on him. I think it's been I think it's been the perfect storm in a lot of ways. I think uh, I've said this elsewhere, and I think a lot of clubs are going to follow our lead on this. And actually, rather than go for players who've just finished the game, they're going to start looking at managers who have actually spent their career trying to work up towards something that they really are desperate to achieve. And in this case, with Ange Postacoglu, his promised land has been working for a top Premier League club. And now that he's got that chance, he's not going to let it go. And he's totally, and I think this is possibly because he's 57, he's totally positive about what he wants and how he wants to get his message across. And it's very simply attacking football. And if you get something wrong, I'll take responsibility and you don't have to worry about it. And you can see that amongst the team, it, the, the weight released off the shoulders of this team, having been through Conte Ball and Nuno and Mourinho and all of the stress that that put them under. It, it's just, you can see that release on from their shoulders. And then the other thing that I think is vital and uh, and you know everybody's talked about, but it's so true, that thing that Ange likes to do is when he goes into a club of making big changes, taking away the previous leadership group. It would have been so easy for Ange Postacoglu just to be like, well, And even Pochettino did this actually like, well, for six months, eight months, I'm going to give the players a chance who've been there before and it doesn't work. And so he's been like quite honest about it. He's like, I make changes wherever I go, because if you don't make a change, nothing's going to happen. And what he's done is he's put his trust in these younger players and they are, you know, giving him that trust back. And then some, it's so exciting to watch just these players who are elite footballers because they've reached the elite level, but they've got the confidence to play in an elite football way. And I think what's happened in the last four or five years is as Spurs fans, we've we're we're only seeing what's right in front of us, and therefore we're thinking, oh, these must be terrible players. They're not terrible players. They've joined Tottenham Hotspur Football Club, a top six, you know, club in the best league in the world, because they are elite footballers. But the coaching has been bad and they haven't been given confidence, and therefore they haven't played well. Now what we're seeing is not only the players who have been there, but also new new signings. And I think that's another important thing to say is it's incredible that Postacoglu, I think he's saying no to some signings because they don't have the right attributes. And all these players who we've brought in have the attributes to play in the positions and in the style that Postacoglu wants to play in. And that's not something that we've actually had for a few years as well. So look, you know, in answer to your question, it's unbelievably exciting. I think there's no place that this Team and club can't go under Postacoglu. I think he's changed the club not just on the pitch, but you get you get a sense. And I've got a few people I know who work at the club, you get a sense that as it was under Pochettino, this man is making people enjoy going to their workplace again because he's drip feeding positivity through the club. And, you know, we're very lucky to have him and long may it continue.
5: Absolutely. Amen, Barnaby, to every single word you've said. And I think if you need more of those sound bites, definitely go and check it out tomorrow morning's editions. This man is on flames at the moment. Um Dale, look, I know you're going to gloss about this guy because we spoke in pre-season about how much you are loving Ange Ball. Um, We are going to bring in in a second the comments that we've had from Ange after the game where on that second half, he's not a happy man. The man's a perfectionist. He always wants more. He drives for more. fact is, again, you look at the start, he's made the best ever start as a manager, as we mentioned in the intro there. James Madison was interviewed straight after the game to Sky Sports. He said, Ange told us on the first day that pressing high, is a non-negotiable at any stage of the game. We had a preseason game against Shakhtar, which you were here for, Dowie, and we started to sit off a bit towards the end. He went ballistic at a half-time. He said, that's how Tottenham have been in the past, trying to protect the lead. But under me, it's a non-negotiable to keep going. And look, again, we make this point that for us as fans, we want to see a brand of football that we can relate to, that we can be excited by. What you're seeing now, Dow, again, even with Tottenham's lesser clinical performances, tonight was more, as we've said, more of a professional job. Is it lovely to see that like identity coming through, Dow That you can really, really
6: relate to. It really is seeing that the identity that us first fans love—that attacking football, high pressing, people taking risks, taking chances. Trying—I think at times we tried to score the perfect goal too much in the first half. We overpassed in the final third, but that was all to come. And I'm and I'm so happy that Ange is unhappy with that second half because when we made those major substitutions, when we did the big three came off. And then we were suddenly 75th minute onwards. We went back to what Spurs used to do. And we were trying to, the pace slowed down. We were passing the ball laboured. It wasn't, we weren't progressing the ball. We weren't pressing. And we created our own problems. And I think that's the learning curve that some of us need and some of the players need. Is going. The system works for a reason. If we work against it, we create our own problems. And that's what we did. Fulham, before that weren't going to score but what we did we allowed the opportunities for them to score with our own play and i think it's beautiful to have a manager who is not going to let that be the case he's not going to tolerate that we we are on we're on the cusp of something really exciting for spurs we've got the infrastructures there we now have a manager who from top to bottom and when i say top to bottom i mean top being our first team bottom being our youth teams all understanding the the ethos of what he wants to play the style of football the way he, the way the fans are responding to it. It's a beautiful time to be a Spurs fan. And I think there are moments in the game today where the press won the game. It wasn't about the flair player or the, the, the great the tactical now that we had. It was the way in which we pressed won the game for us. Putting certain individuals under pressure made Spurs get the goals today. And I think if we continue playing the way we're playing, we're a threat to everybody. Nobody in the league is going to look forward to when they play against Tottenham. We're going to give everybody a game. And don't get me wrong, the the game's going to come for us where we become unstuck, where being at the back and not moving the ball quick enough will cause us our own problems. And we will come up against Strikers, we'll score the goals. But right now, nine games in, it hasn't happened. So let's celebrate. And our back two, our centre-halves, I'm telling you right here, right now, name me a better pairing in the league right now. They don't exist. Aston fans don't even bother give me those two names. Don't bother. I'm not. I'm not saying them because I don't want to. They're they're right up there. Our two centre halves, hands down, are leading the back four right now. Trust me. We've got legends back there. Romero. It, it just just Romero's coolness now as an individual. He's matured so much this year. That captain's armband it's it's genius. And I like your work. I've missed you, Dal. I've missed you all, I miss man. I've missed you, man. there. Man. Oh, man, can
5: you, wait? Oh, Can you wait for Potty's return? A couple of weeks' time, you're back. I tell you what, that is going to be absolute spice. It really is. Um, listen, Sam.
6: Uh, uh, listen, let's not oh, jump ahead. Let's not jump no, you're ahead. Right. Let's
5: One ahead, ahead. One game ahead. You're right. One game at a time. One game at a time. You're totally t- t- right. Keep me in my place. Keep me in my place, please, now. <laughs> Sam, Angela said after the game that he felt we took liberties in that second half unnecessarily. Look, yeah. the man... Wants more, desires more, and I think because, the hard thing is, do you know the hard thing is, Sam, that you've been here through the Nuno era. Of course, it was short-lived. Conte, Mourinho. Yeah. When you have well, a man you know, like this, that, when, you a, when you have a man like this, Sam, that essentially, you know, is not satisfied with just that and doesn't give you anything more in terms of the hope, the optimism. How refreshing is it to have someone coming in that doesn't set in terms of a limit of where we can go and just saying, look, enjoy the ride. Enjoy the crest of a wave. I'm not going to stop you dreaming. How nice is that feeling being a fan to feel anything is possible right now. And we are riding high at nailed the top.
7: It. Yeah, yeah you, you just nailed it, I think. You're not going to stop you dreaming. I think, you see, I think what's happened previously is you get these managers in. And re- just remember that Antonio Conte worked these players so hard that they were fainting pre-season, right? Just remember that. And, and it was like, you're not going to get a fit of Tottenham squad who want more than this. Well, actually, they were goosed. So, and and by the time they started the season, the, and quite frankly, I think some of them were potentially scared. And do you know what? What what Ange has done is I think he's loved them and trusted them and given them some recognition and showed them the respect that the players deserve because he's grateful to be in the position himself, but not stop them from dream, dreaming Ricky. And, you know, I think that goes a long, long way. Because these players are wanting to play for him. The energy that the players had, uh, dare I say tonight, what they've had since the start of the season is ridiculous. And they've, they've matured, they've adapted. There's so many variables to it. It's like James Madison. You know, I thought we were getting Madison, who was already an amazing James Madison. But we didn't. We got a beefed up. We got James Madison, the best version of him. He's come in so fit. Christian Romero is, uh, you just touched on it, Hartman, you just said, he is, at the moment, I think he is completely changed. And I think he had a bad period. And I, I do put that down to the manager. I do. I put the maturity down to the manager of just going, stay calm, get back there, sprint, go for it, make sure you believe in yourself, don't doubt, don't hold back. He's What he's doing is he is saying to these players... This is the quality you've got, and this is how to execute it. And the guys are believing in themselves, and it is reflecting in the results. It's, it, I've, it's so refreshing, Ricky. It's so good to watch this type of Tottenham Hotspur. And I thought, you know, when it wasn't working with Mourinho and Conte, let's exclude Nuno. I'm terribly sorry to do that, but it was irrelevant. And you know, let's let's say we could put anybody in that position. And we'd always go back to Pochettino, wouldn't we? We would, because that's Pochettino gave us the smiles that we didn't know. We, you know, we never, our mouths never touched our ears like that because there was a love in the club, and that's what we wanted. And we thought we'd never get that back. We want that love in a manager. He's got it. He's got it more because what he's doing is he's instilling that into the players. And I think the reflection of that, not only in the performances, but in the results, is is unbelievable. This manager is he's knocked me for six. He's knocked me for six. I'm absolutely head over heels for him. And um and, and I feel like the players feel the same too.
5: Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with you, Sam. I mean, look, again, just to reflect Barnaby on these post-match comments, he said it was a good result for him, a tough team to break down. I thought we handled it well in the first half. The second half wasn't great. We were really wasteful with the ball. It was one of the worst 45 minutes with the ball we've had this season. We got wasteful. You have to respect the game. And I don't think we stay true to the way we play. I think we took liberties with the game. I wasn't happy with how we looked in the second half. What's your reaction to Angie's verdict there on that second half and overall performance?
0: Yeah, I, I definitely noted that uh, the first five minutes of the second half, I thought we were very kind of sloppy, kind of didn't come out strongly from, from the second half. And I think maybe Fulham had made a slight change, giving them an extra man in midfield to kind of combat us. And then I think losing Destiny, which I thought Destiny went off a bit earlier than everybody else. That's what kind of worried yeah. me. But yep. um, we really missed him, like honestly. And you see Absolutely. suddenly in that, in that because he went off a bit earlier, you saw how much we missed him in there. I thought Royale did fine, considering yep. he was on the wrong side, but but... Udogi taking the ball in areas where he's very tight and he's got no room is, is a huge part of what we're doing. I think Poro is good at that as well, but Poro's doing really well, I think, with his engine getting up and down and up and down and offering options. Udogi is a genuine threat on the ball, and I think we missed that. And then I thought after the first five minutes, it was okay, and then it was when, as I, earlier, I mentioned earlier, when the kind of main subs happened around 70 minutes, we really lost it. And I, I would agree with Ange, actually, in that I thought we started trying to do things... A bit too kind of paradisey, like a bit too, a, a bit over and above what we needed to do. I thought there were easier passes on, and certainly at one point I think I, I want I want to actually. Um, I thought Rishi played Rish Allison played really well. I thought he worked really hard, and I thought he was good. But there was definitely a moment where he tried to do a trick in controlling the ball in the second half. I think he tried to like shoulder it down or shoulder it to, as a pass, and it and it went to Fulham, and you saw it cut to Ange Poscoglu and you saw him going absolutely mad. And I think Ange will forgive Rishi missing chances because he's doing well to get himself in good positions he makes good runs but if he starts doing that shit I don't think he will last that long because I, I think that goes a, a, against probably what Ange wants especially at 2-0 it's a very dangerous score 2-0 so I kind of agree with him I and and I think you guys or Sammy or, or Hartman were saying earlier I think we did give up chances that we didn't need to give up be interesting that's the first time Post come out in the press and said anything negative about the team so yeah. I mean, I don't think it's it's nowhere near Conte's style, but um, God, no. I think yeah. I think he's within his rights to say, you know, we were excellent in the first half and then we didn't quite have the intensity in the second half. But I still think, you know, we were worthy winners of the games and we could have won it three or four. Um, but then, yep, as we said earlier, I thought Vicario made some huge saves at vital moments. Absolutely. Listen, what we are going to do,
5: we are going to go for our first break of the show for our listeners and audio.
1: I'm Alex Rodriguez. that's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW, Group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. Eighteen plus.
2: Well, and you've seen your team find different ways to win here. So, how do you sum up this one tonight?
3: Um, yeah, look, it was a it was a good result. Obviously, um, you know, Fulham are you know, a tough team to break down. I thought first half we we handled it pretty well. Um, you know, we're nice and calm. Probably with the chances we had, probably should have had a second and a third. Uh, <laughs> second half wasn't great for us. We didn't play uh, anywhere near the levels we can with the ball. Um, without the ball, we were still excellent in terms of our pressing. And, but with the ball, we were just really, really, really wasteful. Um, I think I said before the game, we've been really consistent this year. That's probably the worst sort of 45 minutes with the ball we've had. So um, we've still got plenty of work to do.
2: Whilst we're keen to focus on the positives, and we will, just what you were saying there, what do you think was at the centre of that sort of drop-off that you talk about in the second half?
3: It's a combination of things. Like I said, I, you know, I just thought we got a little bit wasteful. We got a little bit static. We weren't moving as much as we were in the first half. and. You know, yeah, I think you've always got to respect the game, you know, if, if you're off it just a little bit. It's uh, been around long enough to know it'll drag you down pretty quickly and I just thought we we didn't really sort of stay true to the kind of um, football we want to play in terms of our movement, the ball movement and we took some liberties with the game which I wasn't happy with.
2: That rafter changes that you made with about 10 minutes to go, taking off <coughs> some of your sort of key creative outlets, what was the thinking there?
3: Again, I, I wasn't happy with the way we looked in the second half. I mean, we got a short turnaround for Friday as well. So, um, you know, we're mindful of, you know, we had a few guys who, uh, you know, probably a little bit under the weather today. So, um, just about sort of preserving some energy the game, uh, you know, I thought was done at that stage, even though we, we still managed to, you know, um, allow Fulham some opportunities. Um, so, yeah, so, but at the same time, hopefully I was trying to get a little bit of a spark into the team.
2: Well, it was those players, though, that got the breakthrough, the likes of Son uh, and Madison. So when you rewind to sort of the resilience that they were facing and then that press that you've mentioned that ultimately got them the breakthrough, how pleasing was that to see?
3: Yeah, look, that was outstanding the whole game. Uh, it's really what won us the game tonight. Uh, it was our work without the ball that won us the game. And that's important, um, you know, don't discount that. The credit to the players, It's it's a lot of hard work and a lot of you know, perseverance at times to <coughs> continually press the opposition and, and make two or three efforts. And uh, they did that. I think both our goals came from that. <coughs> excuse me. And um, like I said, that's what won us the game tonight. And, you know. From my perspective, though, we're looking at the overall and uh, we just need to be better in certain areas.
2: Great team performance. but As we mentioned there, James Madison on that score sheet for the first time in front of the home fans here. With the work that he's been doing for you and the progress that he's made, how proud were you to, to see him get that moment after nine games?
3: Yeah, no, it was great. Great for matters. Again, um, you know, on the back of again, you know him working hard defensively, which is a get part of the game we've really impressed on him this year. And you know, with the ball, we know what he can do, and he was really creative. In the, especially in the, in the first half, we were really good. I was really happy with the way we kind of stayed patient, waited for our little opportunities, to open him up, and, and matters was key to that. Um, but again, he was, you know, him along and others in the second half. I just thought we, we we lost our discipline a little bit, and you can't do that at this level. And uh, it's a good little lesson for us.
4: Hi everyone, Crackers here with your Legend Events Update. Friday, November the 10th, Steve Perriman and Keith Birkinshaw in Bedwood, South Wales. Friday, November the 17th in Worcester, Paul Walsh and Paul Stewart. Friday, the 24th of November in Dublin, Steve Perriman. Echo61.co.uk in Surrey have, on Thursday, December the 7th, Razor Ruddock, Friday, December the 8th, Harry Redknapp. Close Encounter.Events on December the 13th of Naeem at Liverpool Street in Central London. And finally, in Dartford, December the 14th, the one and only Harry Redknapp. Please come and see me at Mr. Cracknell across the socials if you require any further details and I can put you in touch with the event organisers.
1: that's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. word prohibited by loss. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Joined
5: by, again, wonderful returning. Some of the regular guests of this last one of Spurs. The one of all the heart man is back. It's his first appearance of the season. Many would say he's been waiting for this deliberately to make sure he comes back with Tottenham being top of the Premier League. As is the one of all Sammy Powell back for his first of the season. And Barnaby Slater on this last word on Spurs. Thank you again, guys, for all your incredible support. And can I just say a massive shout out to those incredible fans, and there were so many that stayed at the end of the fact it's a Monday evening and we know travel around London is absolutely horrific, but that stadium, despite the fact Spurs, you know, playing late on a Monday night, being top of the league, wonderful fans as always that came out in support and just absolutely fantastic to see. So as always, say our fans home and away. Best in the world for me. Um, I am going to look at the team ahead of this game. Dow, let me come over to you for this one. Um, and Postacoglu, he made one change to his Tottenham team for this Premier League clash against Fulham. He was obviously forced into that change for the midfield due to E. Pasuma's one match suspension. It meant Pierre Emir Hoybier was selected as the Mali International's replacement. Um, Spurs were boosted by the return of Gemini Celso, Brian Hill to the match day squad. And the pair were once again part of that 20-man party, hoping, of course, to get minutes during the game. Uh, Brennan Johnson was named on the bench following his return from injury. And despite Rodrigo caused return to training, this game did come too soon for him. Although we do expect, hopefully, his return in the next couple of weeks. We also understand Ben Davis missed out on a place in the squad due to a knock. We may hear more from Ange on that. But that team did read Vicaro Poro Romero. Van de Hoy BSR, Madison Kulasevsky, Son, Richardison, with a bench of Forster, Emerson, Dyer, Phillips, Skip, Celso,
6: Hill, Johnson, Valiz, Dow, team. What did you make of it when it came out? Yeah, exactly what I think all of us expected. The one change with Hoiberg coming in. And yeah, it it it, it kind of does what it says on the Tindis 11 now. It's kind of the set 11 that I feel we're the most confident with. And I think you're seeing that when we do our substitutions, that the players who are coming in, some of them are not quite there yet, and it does weaken the side. However, there there are still some changes I want to see because it's where that thing when you make subs and watching Johnson play today with La Celso, some of the runs he was making was like if Madison was playing, maybe he would have got the ball that he required. And it's it's an interesting one to see how it develops because the subs have been quite telling. In he's saving Madison, he's looking after Sun, but this eleven I feel very much is when we get obviously we get our our big boy back at the in the centre of our midfield, it's the best eleven that we've got right now. And Hoyberg has always been the one it's subbed on first in that area. So yeah, this was exactly what I expected and I was glad it was what it was. You know, I agree with
5: you on that. I mean to be fair, look in terms of enforced changes, I mean you'd argue you say Hoybier's been waiting for that moment. And I've got to say, I don't think he did hugely too much wrong tonight. A man yeah. that again during that international break came out and efficiently said, Look, you know, I'm not been banging Angie's door down. You know, he's very much kind of part of the team, which is what you want to see. I mean, Dow, how professional do you feel Hoybier has been? And are you proud to see that kind of attitude? That we do need, given the fact that you know, I think we all agree the squad depth might be one of the main core issues why Spurs are gonna potentially struggle throughout the season. Therefore, Hoybier does fill a position where arguably you need that level of core depth in the squad. So, how pleased would you buy his reaction during an international
6: break? His his professionism is a he's a true professional with a true pro. And the way he spoke in the media was amazing because obviously that question was one to frame under the bus or to try and orchestrate a move out. That wasn't a nice question to be asked. What I saw today's game from him is in the first half, if I'm honest, I don't think he had his best game. And I think the reason why that happened because Fulham tactically played in a way that he wasn't anticipating. They sat deeper than they normally do. So he had far too many players around him and he couldn't find that little pocket. And what James Madison did helped him immensely. He came deeper, became the extra man to pick up the ball there and allowed Hoiberg to grow into the game. Then in the second half, when Fulham had to play a little bit more, Hoiberg then became a little bit more instrumental, finding the ball earlier. But one thing that Hoiberg, I think he has to look at, he's such a pro and he's very calming in that midfield. But what he does sometimes is calms us too early. When we're doing this new and ball and we've got to keep the press, I think sometimes he's got to allow others to keep playing their natural game And he be the one to sit in and go, you do you, I'll do this. I'll shore it up here. But um, he's a great pro. And I think he's a player that right now we need in our squad. I don't see where we, if we lost him when we were going to lose him in January in over the um, winter, just before we started the season, I think we needed a replacement in before we get rid of him. I never got Benton called dying to get back in. I can't wait to see him in Angeball. I cannot wait to see what he brings to this side. It's going to be... Immense, and I feel that teams you're in problems when they're playing together. And we've also <laughs> got a problem again. How do you drop sar That's what I mean. It's uh, like great. I love those, Sarv, I love the those man incredible, yeah. It's yeah, unbelievable. I love, but I want our managers to have that issue. We've not had that for a very, very long time as Spurs fans. Our yeah. 11 has always been our 11, and our bench has always been feared, fearful for us. Going, Oh, they're gonna come on, we don't know what are gonna bring. Having Sa on the bench suddenly, and having Benton on, or the either way. It's a better scenario. Can't wait for it. Can't wait. Absolutely. Yeah, no, listen,
5: I totally agree with you on that. I mean, Sam, just to bring you in, um, you raved about Vicario there in your opening intro. And look, again, he was the man that ultimately stopped Spurs from going from behind. A really good fine yeah. one-handed save to stop. Pahina's header, fine in the far corner. I mean, look, he's been superb. 17.2 million since joining the club over the summer. I think it's fair to say that we look around us at some of the other clubs who have purchased goalkeepers, not naming any names, and we see some <laughs> rickets, absolute rickets. Um, I know, <laughs> yeah, listen, I, I mean, listen, we've got to be honest about it. It's still early days. We're nine games in to the Premier League season. What have you made so far of arrival and just the way he is almost taken to this league like a duck to water? I will say again, nine games only in. Don't want to put the knockers on it, of course.
7: No, I, I have to say, he's the player I'm... I'm Potentially most excited about apart from when Hartman just talk, touched on Bentoncourt there. I nearly did backflips because it, him on Angeball, <laughs> my God. Well, I mean, that's what we're all waiting for, isn't it? I mean, I, I think this is our strongest. I have to say, I think potentially this is our strongest starting 11 uh, with Bentoncourt. Um, it's just when I saw the, the starting lineup, Ricky, I was, I was buzzing. But the goal going back to the goalkeeper, he, he can't put a foot wrong. I, he doesn't blink. He does not blink. If you fire a shot at him, he doesn't blink. And you know, I've got to say, his first save, I think, was a game changer. I mean a game changer. I don't I had Tottenham down for winning all day long tonight. And it's so refreshing that we did. Because in games, I've always said it, Ricky, and everybody knows when I come on this cast, I'll always say the same thing. Is the must-win games, you know, and 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 the ones that we should win. We've always struggled with, and the ones that you're always quite half-hearted with, or you, you know, you don't know like the cities and whatever. Then, then we do. It's just the Tottenham effect. But now, you know, their games where I look at Fulham and go, that starting lineup, we are in the zone, we are going to do this job. But the goalkeeper was the difference, and he has been at the start yeah. of the season. I think if you break down what he's done, he's been pivotal. Um, you know, I have to say, I think the the, the squad itself at the moment is probably we we've, we've got the chance of of winning the league and we've gone from i can't believe i'm saying that i'm so sorry Anthony costa this apologies for you but the um but we've gone from you know um we've we've, we've gone from <laughs> we've gone from this this style of play that no matter what manager we've had we've always looked cautious to in the first half having more shots than jason mcgovern does pre-match and i think <laughs> you know the, at the end of the day we're now ready <laughs> to start um... getting forward and well, we are, aren't we? We're ready to get forward and start going for it. Did you see Kolescheky today? Like he's always Kolescheky a predictable player. Gets down the wing. He's either going to turn or he's going to cut him on his cutting on his left. He's changed. Okay, the players are changing the way that they receive the ball, the way they pass the ball. We're passing it out from the back calmly. And I know um, that you know you touched before on um, on us playing, especially with Charlson playing. Um, you know, a little bit of a risky um, a risky touch and a bit of showboating and whatever. He's always going to have that in him I don't think Big hands Big will respond well to it. But I think that we actually did look pretty sharp tonight in some of the passing. I think so there was some really risky passing and it paid off. And I, I, do you know what? As a fan of football, I fucking like that style of play, you know, especially mm-hmm. when it's coming from your team. I like that. And there, was, there were times that, uh, and and I get it. It can cost you when Richarlson is is he's is trying things like that. But I think the rest of the squad it paid off. And again, James Madison. Can I just can I just say this? I'm sure we're going to come on to him. But I have to say, I just looked at that starting lineup that you brought onto the screen, then Ricky, and the heartbeat of the club, the heartbeat always sits like it does in the center of your chest. Actually, it's a bit to the left, but it sits in the center. And we've always had that Modric, that Eriksen, that. And I tell you, it just feels right that he's there. He's the, he's the difference to the squad. Yep. He's he the agrees. heart beat that Tottenham have needed to start
5: them beating again. And that's what James Madison is doing for us. Barney, want to come round to you. I've got to give Vicario very quickly his props. I mean, look, the guy has a higher save percentage than any other player in the Premier League this season. No keeper has kept more clean sheets than him. I have an absolutely brilliant save in the second half as well. He has almost gone under the radar to some degree, Barnaby, in terms of the way he's come into this league, nine games in and dealt with so far every challenge that's faced him. We know it's still early days. There will, of course, be more difficult obstacles, hurdles ahead. But how pleased have you been by his start to life in England in the Premier League under Ranjip Postacoglu?
0: Yeah, well, before he came... So I used to be a keeper, so I always pay lots of attention to this kind of stuff. And before he came... um... Gianluigi Buffon said that he was the future of Italian goalkeeping. I mean, that's enough for me. He's the most expensive goalkeeper ever bought, I think, or at least was, sorry, back in the day before Kepa and all the ridiculous money that Chelsea spent on various people. But um, he was one of the best goalkeepers that's ever played the game. And he he had no skin in the game to say that about Vicario whatsoever. Didn't play for his club. I, as far as I know doesn't really know him that well and said he is, he is the future of Italian goalkeeper you've got to bear in mind they've got Donnarumma at number one in Italy and he is an unbelievable goalkeeper and has been since he was about 18 so he's impressed me a lot the thing that I love about him that that, that as, as you said earlier I think one of you guys Larissa's is a legend and deserves a testimonial and got us very close very close to doing big things and clearly was a huge leader in the changing room but He never had stature. So therefore, he never kind of he made unbelievable saves, despite the fact he's only I think he's 6'2, but he doesn't look 6'2. I mean, I think Vicario is 6'4, and he just fills the goal more and makes me feel a lot more confident. And his, his shot-stopping is unbelievable, but that's what he should be doing. But no, overall, I've just been massively impressed.
5: Yeah, he has been absolutely superb. And long may that continue. I mean, the way, obviously, that game started with that superb save on Vicario. And then saw a powerful strike from Hoybier outside the box, straight at Leno, and then a real key inter- intervention by Hoybier as well. And we just obviously just went wide from Richardson after a swift effort, most certainly. But we are going to go next, of course, to discuss him in Son. Son making it 7 for the season. Uh, Bassi gave away possession. Rosales threaded it through to Son, who turned green, beautifully bent it right-footed beyond Leno. And he's now scored 50 goals at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, along with seven goals in nine Premier League games this season. He also looks like a man absolutely, I mean, reborn under Ange Ball. I mean, what has happened to Son under Ange from what you can see there, Dale?
6: You know what? It's, it's confidence. Son didn't have his best season last season, and he was very open and honest with us as fans. He weren't 100% fit. He he wasn't, I don't think many of them enjoyed their football last year either. And I think what we're seeing now is a player who's been given confidence and freedom. And I've always said it about Son. He is, he's so Mr. Tottenham and he's such a nice guy and he loves everyone. And he brings everyone together, the handshakes, the camaraderie. He's, he's just that guy. He's like a glue to it all. So when he's on form and when he's happy, it's a beautiful place to be. And just watching him play right now he's playing with confidence, he's playing with freedom, and he's enjoying his game. And it's been really interesting listening to this pod today. And there's been so many individuals that have been highlighted by us as they're the difference, they're the difference. And that's the beauty of where Spurs is right now. Man for man, everybody is doing their job. We could honestly sit here and highlight every individual in that starting eleven and go, he's been amazing, he's been amazing, and find justification for that. And I think, That's a beautiful thing to have right now. That squad, that 11 is all giving everyone what they need. Some is receiving the ball in beautiful places. I think someone made a comment about Kane staying long enough to let Madison come. Thank you, Kane, for that. And I think it's so interesting because Madison. I look at what he's brought to this first side. I think, Sammy, you alluded to it about us having the Ericssons of the past and those the moderates, the playmakers. We haven't had one for a number of seasons. And that was always the bit that was missing. And I always thought that Kane tried to be that as well as be the striker. And I think what we've found with Madison and what the team has now worked around is very much the spurs of old, the spurs that we've all missed. And now we've got it back. Let's hold on to it for as long as we can. It's here, it's now, it's present. Let's enjoy every single bit of it because why not, eh? Why not? Enjoy it.
5: Absolutely, yes. And Why can't we enjoy it? And to about enjoy it, I mean, Sam, come over to you, again, just to stick with Sonny for a second. He scored, as we mentioned the 50 goals at the Tottenham Stadium. Uh, Erling Haaland, the only player with nine, scored more goals in his Premier League season than Son with seven. How good, Sam, has he been and what do you think it's taken to ultimately unlock this confidence that ultimately just wasn't there with Son last season under underhand? What do you think he's done to him? How has he made this happen?
7: It's it's a big question that actually, Rick. I mean, what does it take when somebody's got something and and it, and it goes away? What does it take to bring it back? I mean, sometimes it's belief. I think is but the biggest thing. But and that belief sometimes comes in different, many different forms. I think this time it came in the captaincy, and um and the and the way that he's been held in such high regard. And 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 let me tell you, with the goal, that just shows you who he is. That. Not not many people... I mean, if you're a football fan, you know. But there's so many ways that that, that ball can be hit when you're in that position. And, and you take it, you can put your laces through it, you can try and place it in the corner, it goes straight to the keeper. The way he finished that is the difference between world-class and class. And it is just... And do you know what? He would have stuck it in on his left in exactly the same way um, as he stuck it in on his right. And that is what he is capable of. And I think... To unlock that took something special. And, and it takes a key sometimes of a certain manner in, in the way of respect, in the way of appreciation, but I think mostly in the way of belief through um, uh, Ange Postacoglu. And and that's what he's bringing not only to Huming Sun but to every single player that's in the squad at the moment. But to Sonny especially, he's reactivated. And for every other club in the Premier League, that's bloody dangerous because... He is, He, Heuming Son, in his prime, walks into any club in the world, hands down, no problem at all. And when he's on it, he's on it. We could get carried away. I am probably, I'm getting carried away, but I think sometimes you witness something special. And I think yeah. you should be able to voice yourself when uh, in, in appreciation when you see it. And I think yeah. that's what we're doing. He is on, on a different level. This is down to the manager, I've got
5: to say. Absolutely. Barnaby, just on some very quickly for you. Um, look, we, I think we've all said this captaincy, same as Romero, obviously, as the vice-captaincy, it's been a bit of a masterstroke. It's brought out the best in Son. We've always said that. He's always been a man that as ultimately stepped up. He's always given his commitment, his loyalty to the football club. If ever there was any rumours about a potential move, just how much better can Ange make him, do you reckon, Barnaby, overtime? Because we're talking about a guy that only 18 months ago was the golden boot winner. He's coming off the back, of course, of a uh, player of the month for which, again, there's lots of curses around that. He shrugged that off as well. How good can Son become under Ange, do you think?
0: I'm not sure necessarily it's a matter of how much better he can become because I think he's truly, truly top level. I think he's an unbelievable finisher, as good a finisher with his right and left foot as Harry Kane was. Kane better in the air, Kane better at holding the ball up, different stature of player, more of a number nine. But Sonny coming off either side is, I think, Uh, Hartman said earlier right uh, no sorry Sammy said earlier right or left he would have finished that exactly the same way you can't stop that you just can't stop that so I don't think it's a matter of how much better he can become what it is a matter of is can we keep him fit and as he's playing up front and we're going to keep making him loads of chances he is going to score loads of goals he will if he stays fit he will score 25 goals I think because he will, will make him enough chances and especially if we if we make if we make good um, starts to games and get ahead in games where teams have to come at us, then we will also have the benefit of him on the transition, which is the only goals he's been scoring since before Ange. basically since Poch and before that has been on the transition. So when we start having good starts and getting one and two nil up in the first 20 minutes and teams have to come at us, Sonny will score more hat-tricks just like he did away at Burnley. And uh, I can see him scoring 25 league goals if he stays fit this season. And he is just an, we are so fortunate to have him not just on the pitch either. I know it's, it's something that not a lot of fans like talking about, you know, it's plastic to talk about the money and stuff like that. But trust me, because of COVID and the 200, 250 million pounds we lost in COVID and the fact that we built the stadium and money has been tight, the amount of money that that player has brought into this club probably cannot be specified. It would probably blow our minds if we knew how much, because I don't know how often you get to the stadium guys at home or whatever, but when you go there. The, the cues at the club shop of South Korean people buying shirts and buying kit is unbelievable. So we're lucky to have him sign him up as an ambassador, sign him up for life, keep him at the club, get him as a finishing coach after if he doesn't want to be a manager. He doesn't really strike me as a, a managerial likelihood, but keep him at the club. And like Ricky said, his loyalty has been unbelievable and we should repay him with some loyalty as well. We hope some will continue this unbelievable form.
5: The way in that first half ended, we had opportunities for dogie Kulisewski. and Romero bombing forward and beautifully panned in Kulusevski at one point. Going into halftime, you could see there's a real brimming of confidence, that lovely move from Madison to Son to Adoghi. And I think, again, the only concern was Spurs could have quite easily, comprehensively, potentially have been up by more. But we go into half time with Tottenham and you've got to say a real, real good vibe. Only the one goal to nil, but genuine confidence through this Spurs team. What we are going to do, we are going to go for our
8: next break of the show. Congratulations, Sonny, top Thank of the you. table. How does Thank it feel? You. Not bad, isn't it? It's but, pretty good, right? <laughs> yeah, but still, I think long way to go. So we stay humble, we stay on the ground. So there's many games to play. So yeah, play, player work really hard to get uh, in this position. But it is um, coming really, really fast the game next game. So we have to be ready for next game to get us three points.
5: One thing I'm, I'm really eager to know from you, Sonny, because you're someone that Loves being here. You feels like you've always loved being here, and have a great relationship with the crowd. Sure, but it feels different this season. Why does it feel different?
8: No, I think everyone's uh, understanding what does mean, you know, for playing this uh, this club, and uh, I think the manager also brings some more more to it. So I think the way he speaks, and uh, I think I think we work hard from the preseason that uh, that we want to. Have improved uh, uh, from from last year, but I think I think everyone just I think when you I think we talk about this I think when you li- when you have the best uh, best player on your on your team and historical, but he leaves and then everyone thinks everyone has to take a uh, responsibility and then everyone have to step up and that's why I think stick it more together. I think that brings more. The positive energy to the to the team and to the clubs and i think everyone just now understanding really really well and the way we play i think it is to feel like a, like a family if somebody is tired somebody comes in they do the job for for others so i think which is um we are missing for last couple of years but i think now we are in a good way not in the still perfect way what i said before i think we have to still stay in the ground and then um, stay humble and um, yeah, I think everyone just uh, feels that responsibility more. What What took us to victory tonight? It looked a pretty complete performance, to be honest. Look, I mean, after international break, is something something different feeling is always uh, in your mind. But I told the players before the game, yeah, after international break, we always struggle, and the team always struggle. That always the results can change, and uh, I just wanted that. Uh, Monday Monday night the fans uh, 65,000 here we just want to make them happy and smile on their face after the game so we wanted started really really fast which is we did and I think we could uh, first half we could score probably three three more goals so um, I think that's why I think everyone is just uh, worked really hard together this uh, this is a great victory. You're, you're playing as the centre forward at the moment, obviously a lone striker. I don't think you've done it for Spurs since the run to the Champions League final, maybe. Can you tell us about playing the position, how easy, difficult, different it might be to play there? Uh, to be honest, every single position is difficult. So <laughs> football is not that easy. So yeah, it seems sometimes uh, very easy. But yeah, look, I mean, uh, as a kid, uh, when I was uh, moved to Germany, I used to play striker, which is just it's just like I have a have it on my in my body, you know, so uh, ability. But I think the way we play, I want to go in the higher pitch. I want to press all the time the keeper, which is I love to do that. So and I think this shoot perfect to me. And obviously wide area, there is more quality players as then than than me, I think. And I just have to wait in the chances, just wait, uh, mother, or Pedro or Pape do the hard work, find them, find me. And then yeah. I just have to finish it. So um, which is. Uh, make uh, my, my job really easy so and yeah i'm happy to play any any position if you the gaffer need play fullback i will i would play fullback <laughs> any position so if your team needs any anything so i will i will do anything for for the team quickly do you like scoring against Leno your old leverkusen teammate i saw you two chatting at oh, the oh he hates it to be honest <laughs> <laughs> yeah he hates it so yeah he knows he knows he knows me really well so but yeah it's just, I don't think about the, the friendship when we're on the pitch, but yeah. he just hates it after the game. He just says, stop <laughs> shooting this, in this corner. And some, some days he made an unbelievable say because he know me so well, because he was a close friend of of me when we were playing together in Leverkusen. So, Your Arsenal uh, goal, was was that against him down there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah <laughs> that was that one, yeah. So he, no, hates, so he hates it, to be honest. <laughs> Sonny, S- you, f- you mentioned the fans and what it means.
4: I mean, you can hear them still now celebrating into the night. I mean, you're captain of this club now. that has got to make you proud on it. Knowing what you knowing what you and this team oh, no, are doing here.
8: Oh, not me, to be honest. I think I think every player should should be proud of about, about this. Um, I think as a, as a we are saying just yeah, I'm captain, I'm just wearing handband play for for this uh, this club. But uh, look, I mean, the player deserves Player credit to anybody who is not even involved, who is uh, who is injured also, they work really hard. So, look, I mean, that's what we want to see. And that's what we want to see happy, happy ground and happy moments. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you see this is captain get bullied. So <laughs> that's, not, that's not fair to be honest, isn't it? So, but I, hey, but, hey, by the way, what a player. Yeah, well, hey? everybody's, so I think Kuti uh, yeah, wow. is just special and just just look at him. Just I could I could watch uh, all day sitting here, and they could watch uh, his uh, the way he's plays. So, look, I mean, what we say over the fans, I think that's what we want to see. I think that's what they deserve. It. They worked so hard to be in a good position. They they were so patient that they, even when we are not playing well, they were always behind us, supporting amazingly. So, I think. Today, after this, uh, this um, after this game, they can celebrate the whole week. And uh, we, as a player, we uh, just make sure that we are ready for Friday nights and make another, another happy day.
5: Last one for you, Sonny. Looked like you didn't want to come off at the end, hoping to get another goal, maybe. But I guess you got to rest up for Friday. Yeah.
8: Look, as a player, I want to always be on the pitch. And look, I think this, this situation, this moment is just a really a little bit frustration, but. I think when you see the player who's coming on, it just should be. I should go after a really happy moment because these young lads is coming on and they're working really hard on the training. I think they deserve to play. I think yeah. I, when I'm thinking now, I think I'm just just regretting a little bit. But no, not no, at all. <laughs> no, because not at all. because I should give a uh, give more support for them. But look, I think they did a fantastic job to get a, to get a clean sheet today as well. So they work hard and. Yeah, I'm very happy to see young lads playing uh, in this, uh, this amazing stage.
6: Phoenix 51 is a powerful employee technology enabling organisations to make data-driven decisions at every stage of the employee journey from hiring through benchmarking and development too. The platform provides detailed analytics on the most important asset in your business, your people. Enabling organisations not only to make the correct hiring decisions but also how to benchmark, train and retain them. Phoenix 51, powering your people decisions through every part of the employee journey.
5: Thank you so much for all your incredible support for this last one on Spurs. We're back with three guys that, believe it or not, they are making their first appearances of this season. You're asking me, how has this happened? Why has this happened now? Have they waited for Spurs to be top of the league? You could argue with John, by the wonderful actor, Darren Hartman in the house, the wonderful Barnaby Slater, who is relaunching, breaking, relaunching the Spurred On podcast. I'm sure we have something nice for you in the morning as Spurs go back to the top of the Premier League. And the wonderful, the entrepreneurial Sammy Powell, blinding us with the blue eyes there, blinding us with the blue eyes. Many are picking up on the comments. They're loving the blue eyes, Sam. Keep on fluttering the blue eyes, my man. Um, as Spurs, like I say, do go back to the top of this Premier League. A little bit of housekeeping here. You know, as always, last month, Spurs are delighted to be powered by NordVPN. This allows you, of course, if you are overseas or just travelling, if you want to catch all your favourite shows, series, movies and more, NordVPN allows you to do that. We are currently offering you four extra months for free with being no risk of Nord stated-back money guarantee. All you've got to do is go to nordvpn.com forward slash LWS to get that exclusive exclusive offer right second half guys a couple of changes for Fulham to begin with we saw Awobi and Jimenez on for Pereira and Vinicius and then Spurs they go 2-0 up coming around to you the heart man I know you're gonna to to be short sure of words to say about this man James Madison so similar to the first goal Bassi again poor Bassi didn't have a good night really for him I feel sorry for Bassi uh, couldn't play it out on his weaker right foot Hoybier stepped in. He passed it to Son, who played in Madison to finish it clinically. Spurs 2 to the good. Madison's first goal front of that Spurs faithful. Lovely moment for him. Hartman, James Madison, salivate for me.
6: Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> Listen, he, the guy has been immense. And you know what, Ricky? I'm going to throw this to you. You have called for the lockpicker for, for ages. This has been, like, anyone, go go, do your research. Go do your backstory. Go look at all old last words on Spurs. Ricky Sachs have been calling for this lock picker, And I'm sure you named jay Madison as the man. I'm sure you have. I would have done a couple of times. When he scored against us now, I would have done that for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And now he's here. Have you ever seen a player come into a side and look perfect in the shirt, in the formation, in everything? Madison looks like he was made for Spurs and it's a beautiful thing he looks so happy his relationship with son looks great just watching somebody enjoy football and playing so well it's beautiful and the celebration's there now Saka can't do it he does it now it's beautiful to see and we we as Spurs fans we're very very privileged right now and we are we're very privileged because right now you can see he's enjoying his football he's playing beautifully the link up plays there and I think also He's enjoying what's happening around him. I don't know if you caught the interview that he did post game, which I saw a little bit of. He Brilliant. spoke about himself coming deep and the confidence that he had because Andrew's giving him that confidence and also his confidence in his teammates. He was like, I know Yudoji's going to go ahead of me. And a few times I brought him in because I trust him. And one thing that Madison does, and if you're a football fan, especially if you're a young football fan, look at how much pace and power Madison puts on his passes to Son. That's a man who goes, I trust your first touch. I believe in your ability. I'm gonna ping this ball at you and I know you're good enough. And that is the confidence going right through the veins of this first side. Everyone is playing going, I believe in you. And Madison is 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 that personified. If you can't see it and you can't understand it, just watch Madison. He reread the game. He saw that Fulham today did not do normal Fulham. They didn't press on our back four. Romero and Van had acres of space. But they're not the ball players. So he knew Basuma's not in there as well. Hoberg isn't that player either. So he went, you know what I do? I drop in there. I go and get it. I go and pick it up early. It's it's the football intelligence that we've missed for a very long time. I'm so glad he's here. I know you're glad he's here, Ricky. I know Sammy's excited. I know Barnaby's excited. And I know the rest of the Spurs fan base is excited. So keep it going. As I would say, painting called Madison. Can I just
0: can I just add something there, Ricky? Actually, because please, so, probably, I'm please. so glad that he he mentioned the the speed at which he was putting the ball into Son's feet. Because yeah. I actually think Son is so elite that he he is better at controlling those balls than he is at controlling balls that come into him a little slower and and stuff like that. And and his first touch on those is unbelievable. Whereas for the last certainly last season, when I know he was injured, his touch with back to goal was was really bad. But he was he's been taking those balls unbelievably well the other thing i want to talk about with madison uh and son but madison especially his pressing is unbelievable no wonder he gets brought off after 75 minutes each week because he yeah. works his nuts yeah. off and son does as well and those goals were both caused from us pressing high i felt sorry for calvin bassey because he was he was left to rot on his right foot and he's not a right-footed player and he was made to look bad but that was because of the work that madison and son were doing off the ball and look you you do not do that work unless you're totally bought into what your manager is doing. And yep. we haven't had that for a long time. It's amazing to see.
5: Absolutely. Sam, coming over to you just on Madison. I will bring Bobby back
0: in. Uh, Madison, this season, uh,
5: three goals, five assists, Hummin Son, seven goals, one assist. You mentioned the fact essentially of the partnership that the previous guy had here, of course, Tottenham's record goal scorer. How much, Sam, are you enjoying this flourishing new partnership of Madison and Son and the relationship they've got. It's almost, dare I say, as telepathic as the previous one Sonny had. I just,
7: I don't, I don't, I don't need to be here, Ricky. You don't need to ask that question, do you? You just don't (laughs) need to ask it. Honestly, just leave it to these guys. I mean, seriously, how happy am I with it? (laughs) What do you think? Jesus Christ. My God, how happy am I with it? I am absolutely, it's unbelievable. It's like someone else's. You, you know, you think you've got it, and someone else walks into your life and knocks your socks off. I said it at the beginning; it is, it is, it is ridiculous. And I think what what I love is is the fact that, and and Hartman, he couldn't have nailed it any better. It's like he was born to be in a Spurs shirt. And I, I I I said it at the beginning of the show; like we haven't just got James Madison, we got a better James Madison. He's coming even better than he was. like It's it's ridiculous. And I'm not saying that was due to the talent that was playing around him previously in, in, in any way whatsoever. I'm saying him. Him as an individual. He is coming better. He's coming faster. He's coming stronger. He's giving more. He's like he wants to be there. And that this James Madison is, uh, I mean, becoming a huge fan favourite. And if you get to watch a lot of the, you know, the Tottenham content of him, you know, at the stadium and, the, you know, <laughs> you, you, you pick his personality up. You'll even be more in love. And I think it's so hard when you've got players like Sonny. You're you're always going to be, listen, we're biased. We are biased. But there is nothing not to love about these guys. And uh, when they're coming in at the peak, and I think, do you know what? Dare I say it? Because I'm probably going to get grief for it on. I'm, I'm, I've got it with us. I'll, I'll say it. I'll say it. I think Huming Son might have... He might have the best season of his career this season. And I think he potentially will have it with James Madison. And that's a massive statement after seeing what him and Harry Kane have achieved in breaking records in the Premier League. But I think that prop potentially going to have the season of his career this season. And James Madison is pivotal to that.
5: Yeah. No, listen, I can't agree more. And again, you look at the stats with Madison. Uh, no midfielder has registered more goals than this in the Premier League since the start of last season. Madison topping that list at 26. Uh, Martin Odegaard, Kevin De Bruyne, below him. It just shows you the impact he's made on this league. Uh, Barnaby was asked after the game the freedom of movement underhand. He said, look, the gaffer likes freedom. He's happy for me to do that drop deep, as um, Dow alluded to there in the uh, post match presser. Um, and rotate with the fullbacks. You'll see when we play, you'll see the fullbacks sometimes, even in the number 10 position, the gaffer is fine with that as long as there is structure to it. As long as there is a plan in the area you want, it doesn't matter who is the personnel. So if I end up almost at that inverted fullback role, but Destiny's there as number eight, number 10, then i happy with that. The great thing we've said so much this season is that we see there's a freedom, a flexibility to allow these players, Barnaby, to just play How lovely is that, that you can just see that they're enjoying it, they're smiling, as Lee McQueen said, they're all having haircuts.
0: So it's what Tottenham Hotspur is all about. It's to dare to do, this is what it's supposed to be like, and we have not been doing that for a few years, and now we are. And I, you know, I think you have to give some props to Daniel Levy. He pulled the trigger on this, he gave him the job, and I think it's fair to say we all would have said at the time we wanted Pochettino back, and I think Pochettino was there for him, And he thought, no, this isn't the right decision. And he went with this man and he, I think the reason he went with this man is because he met him and he was like, God, actually this guy is incredibly believable. And, and I think he probably turned around because it would have been a huge risk for him. So look, I'm not going to go, I'm not saying, you know, oh, Levy and Enoch are amazing. But what I'm saying is you have to, you have to give him props when it's when it's a good decision in the same way you have to give him abuse when it's a bad decision in terms of the football. As I said earlier, I think it's where destiny a doggy is huge for us because You can't tell me that those players tonight for fulham when they saw the first kind of four or five touches of udogi when he was playing inside and making incredible runs and his first touch amazing and getting it out wide to richarlison they they're then thinking well I can't just stay on Madison because this guy's really good and is going to make chances as well. And it's that thing we used to have when we had Modric, which is two or three opposition defenders would go to Modric because he was so good and it would leave space elsewhere. And I think a lot of that is why Gareth Bale became so good at the beginning, because Bale was getting so much space from how many players Modric was getting taken to him. It's very exciting. Uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people have been saying, oh, Spurs have had the easiest start. That's bullshit that's our four you know we before that game it was uh five away games three yep. home games away games yep. in the premier league are incredibly difficult to win yep. and we've played arsenal manchester united and liverpool so you know look Let's see what happens. I'm not going to make any huge, outrageous predictions, but what I'm going to say yes, is, and I, yes. and I think, as, as I, I think I alluded to <laughs> earlier, even when it does, I think we all, we all agree that there are going to be some games, like similar to the Sheffield United game, where it's going to be difficult and maybe we won't get over the line. But nobody at the end of that Sheffield United game, if we'd lost, was going to be booing. Because we'd had a good go and they'd had a bit of luck and we were on it. it so... It's going to be exciting, whatever happens. And you can tell from the stadium. I've been there a couple of times this season. Yep. The momentum change is unbelievable. And this is something oh. that unfortunately last year, Arsenal did really well. They turned around what was a terrible atmosphere at the Emirates. Yep. And they made some changes, not just Arteta, but little things that really helped um, the fans enjoy going there again. And we're doing it as well. And we can build on this momentum. And look, you know, Palace away on Friday. And if we can get a win there and they've, they their best players are injured... Going into next weekend, uh, you know, for other teams, five points behind, they're going to have to start thinking about us seriously. I have to. Absolutely. Just on Madison, he said, look, really happy with the performance and the goal. All my contributions so far have come
5: away from home. I kept in the stats about being good away from home. So it's nice to get one off the mark here. Convincing performance. Solid win. It puts us back to the top of the table. And as you guys would have seen there, that sky's presence. If you haven't seen it yet, James Madison, absolutely beaming. From, like I say, ear to ear, just so happy with his start. And rightly so. You can just see a man that is absolutely loving his football. Just to pick up on that with relation to potential injuries, we did see those changes. We saw Emerson Royale... Come on to replace Destiny Adogi. And another change for Spurs as Oliver Skip replaced Pat Matasar. And we have had a little bit of an update with relation to a couple of those players, which I do want to share now. This is from Nick Godwin over at Five Live Sport, who says, Pat Matasar was unwell before the game and only expected to last an hour. And Destiny Adogi is, I think, look, Barnaby, you've been right there. Um, he felt some tightness, but it is not thought to be serious, according to Ange Postacoglu. So there's hoping, fingers and everything crossed, that those guys will be okay for a very, very quick turnaround for Palace on Friday, which we're going to come on to very, very shortly. But um, yeah, I mean, I've got to say, just on Pat Matasar, absolutely crucial heads to deny Fulham a chance on goal and a brilliant tackle from Christian Romero to deny and the chance to cut the ball back across the goal. We saw a whole host of changes. Richie, Son, Madison were off for Johnson, the over Liz. And again, I think it's really exciting to think that we've barely seen Brennan Johnson yet in a Spurs shirt. He spurs his most expensive summer signing in terms of the summer so far. Obviously, of course, the previous summer, and he plays the only position where it hasn't really clicked yet for the team. So again, I think there's real confidence and optimism that we've got a real player in there that we're looking forward to seeing more. Kuti um, Romero took over that Tottenham captaincy. And as that game progressed, Wilson picked out him and as he falls again, a great save from Vakari we've covered here. Um, it did look a little bit of a foul by reading the build-up, but, um, as that game ticked towards 96 and a half minutes, 97 in total, Spurs fans rightly singing, we are top of the league. And of course, as I mentioned, Spurs will go five points clear if they beat Palace on Friday.
9: We are going to go for our final break of this show. The gaffer likes freedom and he's happy for me to do that and, and and rotate with the fullbacks as you'll see Like when we play. You'll see the fullbacks right inside, sometimes almost in number 10 positions and, and, and the Gaffer's fine with that as long as there's a structure to it and we're... we're there's players in the areas he wants, and he, but it doesn't really matter who the personnel is, kind of thing. So, if I end up in that almost inverted fullback role, but Destiny, who plays on my side, is, is in that number eight, number ten role, then he's fine with that. And, and I felt like we had a bit more success when I actually dropped a bit, a little bit deeper, and he was the one up there because he actually got on the half turn when I found him a couple of times, and it, it worked more, more that way, I felt, in the first half. James, we
10: spoke to the manager about your role before the game and, and how much you'd brought to the team. But it was really interesting tonight, your role initially in both goals is actually pressing not almost getting on the ball and creating something how big a part of that is uh you know with, with the manager and Spurs right now pressing from the front
9: oh, it's one of the main messages to be fair cara the managers always had like if you look back at the history of the teams he's managed have always been front foot pressing teams and the first day he came in he said pressing high is almost a non-negotiable um at any stage of the game so i think we had a game in pre-season where we went one nil two nil up and and then we kind of stopped pressing sat in a little bit and uh, sat in a little bit sorry and he, and he went ballistic at half time it was shacked to the nets here because he said that's almost how how tottenham have been in the past kind of trying to protect a lead and he says that's it's non-negotiable to keep going and keep pressing and we go and score three and four so it's a it's a conscious thing on, on my mind and on the team's mind that we press from the start and no matter what the scoreline is we keep going so you see at the end then i, I nearly get a goal if Sonny didn't get in the way from from high pressing even at 2-0 so um it's definitely a conscious thing to keep going now yeah. we're
10: well, talking about 2-0 we're going to have a look at your at your goal now i think you can just see it there in the screen so let's go through it so initially i just got to take it back to the start you're looking over your shoulder now i mean it, it what is that are you waiting for someone to come in behind you to make sure you know you can press and make sure there's someone coming in behind you to fill that space
9: yeah I, i'm Normally, when I've been pressing up, I'm just checking to see where Paulinho is, to be fair, the holding midfielder, and he's not, he's not kind of in shot. So, and, and Pape Sar, so if you see, he's in a good position. He's almost level with Iwobi. So I know I've got the licence to kind of get higher and edge to make that distance shorter to go and press Bassi on his right foot because, obviously, he's a left-footed boy. I, I know Bassi from my from time at Leicester. We were, we were there when he was, a young, he was a young boy and very good player, but obviously not right-footed. So I was kind of just trying to keep him on that right foot and, and thankfully, it caused a mistake and we, we capitalised, yeah. And how pleased were you there? Sonny's put you in. Yeah, just trying to stay on side. and, and, and well, I, I checked earlier and Bassi was still quite deep, so I kind of knew I probably didn't need to be behind Ream. I, I knew I had a couple more yards than that, and then it's just about staying cool and, and passing it in from, from close range, yeah.
10: And then once this goal goes in, it's a lovely finish. As I said, you know, you've got that time. Are you thinking in your head there about actually getting that first goal or you know keepers coming out at you quick?
9: No, I was thinking about oh. the type of finish, to be fair, Kara, I was thinking about what type of finish to go with. I didn't know whether to go with my left foot or... I didn't want to get almost tackled from, from the inside if I took too long, which can happen sometimes, but... Uh, well, talk, it, talk, it.
10: Yeah. talk us through the celebration, come on.
9: <laughs> Big darts fan, you know that, Kara. Hopefully you'll be seeing that a few more times this season.
10: Yeah. <laughs>
9: Fingers crossed, look at that. I mean, is Sonny's celebration
10: worse than Saka's there with the Arras?
9: <laughs> Sonny's action, Sonny and Saka got similar actions. Nowhere near good enough to be at a board. <laughs> <laughs> well, James, before the game,
10: as I said, we—I was speaking to the uh, obviously to the manager. I mentioned your impact this season. For me, you've been probably the most influential player in the Premier League.
9: I mean, have I got that right? Oh, that's the aim. That's the aim. I mean, it's, it's big praise, but I appreciate it. It's um, coming to a club like Tottenham. Obviously, a bigger club in stature than Leicester, um, and, I, and I absolutely love my time at Leicester. But the, the almost the what's the word? Like the scrutiny, the pressure, the responsibility obviously goes up a notch when you come to one of these bigger clubs. And and I love that, and I thrive off that. And 60,000 fans here today, and I just love these occasions and on Monday night football, you know. And I just that's when I'm at my best, and I felt really good out there today, and I'm happy that we got the win, and because we're doing really well as a team, and we've got such a hard-working team and a, and a great manager at the minute, and it's just. Feel good factor, and just want that to continue, game on game. Yeah. Well, you've got a big game Friday.
10: Obviously, a long way to go. You've done really well. I mean, how do you think you'll get on in that replay against Liverpool? <laughs>
9: <laughs> <laughs> I just know by the tone of Kara's voice. That was <laughs> <tone> of voice.
4: <laughs> Hello, this is Russ Williams from the Last Word on Spurs, and I just wanted to tell you about my brand new book, Sad but True. 100 sad but true stories from around the world, like Chinese marathon runner 50-year-old Uncle Chen who competed in a local marathon race and chain-smoked cigarettes the entire way round. He finished the race in a very respectable 3 hours and 28 minutes. And from South Wales, the story of Leon Gleed, who burned his bum when he used Tesco toilet cleaning wipes instead of normal toilet paper. No permanent damage was done. Sad but true. Don't go to the loo without it. Out now on Amazon Kindle. Thank
5: you so much for joining us. We are joined by the wonderful work like, the Darren Hartman's in the house. The Hartman's back on Last One of Spurs, as is the wonderful Sammy Powell and makeup our panel. He is daily now. It's the Spurred On podcast. What a time to relaunch. We've got a wonderful Barnaby Slater back alongside us here. Now, look, at Last One of Spurs, He was like giving you nice new things to think about to delve into. Well, look, this is no different than the last one of Spurs because we're absolutely delighted on this edition to be sponsored by a wonderful, wonderful watch in Gresham. Now, this is the new caliber of watches that we're delighted to be experiencing the allure of. It's a masterpiece of precision and style. It's a remarkable timepiece that boasts a fully automatic movement, ensuring unrivaled accuracy, like Spurs being top, and it's curved ex-skeleton casing, adding a touch of sophistication and modernity to your wrist. You could argue I'm talking about Spurs right now. I'm not. I am talking about this beautiful watch you can see. Um, You can choose from a stunning selection of seven beautiful and unique colors. They're available exclusively online at greshamwatches.com, and they're brought to you in association with Watch Marketplace. Sam, you are parading this at the moment. Want to give a quick word on it, Sam? It's really popular, isn't it, at the moment, Sam? Yeah,
7: I mean, it's bought. It's brought to you by a good friend of mine at Watch Marketplace, Charles Burns. And um, yeah, it's uh, many players wearing it. Jamie O'Hara, uh, Jermaine Pennant. You'll see Callum Best in, in one of them. Um, it's, a, it's a really nice sports watch, you know, and uh, it's robust. And yeah, there's a lot of players wearing it. Jack Grealish got the Man City colours. We've, Ricky, obviously got the Tottenham colours. So we're all right with that. And, I need uh, one. Yeah, you need one, dear, right? There might be one on its way to you, Hartman. There might be one on its way to you. Let's see. Um, but yeah, all good. And uh, yeah, it's uh it's a top watch brand. I think it's it's going going places, Getting a lot of coverage in the football world.
5: Absolutely. Listen, check out the uh description for more on that. Listen, we'll shall see, guys. Very quickly, player ratings to give a mention. We're going from lost from last watches on Spurs to last word back on Spurs. We'll try our best to. Um, Hartman, let's come to you quickly. Christian Romero, Mickey van der Ven, another clean sheet. Look, Romero with some real crucial interventions during that game. Mickey van der Ven actually with a really big chance to score early on. But again, like, you know, both of them really defended expertly as ever. And I think, as we said with van der Ven several times here, demonstrating that blistering pace that has frustrated so far the opposition. And I add to that Pedro Porro with almost one of the runs that we saw that got him onto the Charlatans cross not long before half-time. Destiny Adogi, yet another strong performance. I thought you having to come off as a sub, but this back four we've got, Dow, mm-hmm. how good? And this back two, how good at the moment are they? Quite frankly,
6: they are. They're 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 top of the, they're top of the tree right now. If you go across the Premier League, you're going to struggle to tell me and be honest with yourself a better back four right now. You're going to struggle because what they're doing and the way they complement each other, and that's something to look at complementing each other we spoke about Romero last year he struggled if I'm from my opinion he struggled because he didn't have the right partner in a for, in a team that was defensive and were under so much pressure he was overworked and then he became rash because defending is hard work thinking all the time it's, it's a lot when you're under pressure all the time he's enjoying his football because he's enjoying his partner and he's enjoying the way the team's playing and he's enjoying the responsibility in the role. And Yudoji looks absolutely immense. And then you've got Pedro Poro, who suddenly has gone, I, I get it, I, I I love this game. And you can see him and Romero enjoying the battles because these are players who like the combat of the game. They like the physical nature of it. They enjoy defending. That's beautiful to see, players who enjoy defending and they're enjoying it so much. Now, I know we're talking about the back four and we've already been wax lyrical about Macario. There's one person who... I think this season has not been really mentioned enough. Kulicheski. Kulicheski plays a role for this Spurs side that is immense. I know they talk about how many how many um, miles he travels, how many meters of ground that he covers. It's not about that. He is a he is a great outball for Spurs. When we're under pressure, everything sticks to him. He doesn't lose the ball and it's so good to watch and this man here is working tirelessly for the cause. And sometimes he understands the role and going, it's not about me right now. I'm trying to get it to Sun. I'm trying to get it to Madison. I'm trying to progress the ball. But then when his opportunity comes, he takes it. And I think this Spurs side, they're so young and they're learning. And what Angie's given them is immense. And right now, it's, it's a beautiful time. It's a beautiful, beautiful time. And as you say, we could sit there and go man for man. Honestly, we could yeah. have literally wax lyrical about everyone in that starting eleven because everybody is given a performance. God bless them. Absolutely. Barnaby, there's calls
5: you to be the new Prime Minister. That is not a reflection of the fact of where this country is out of state at. It's the fact, obviously, the way you performed there tonight, um, which has been absolutely superb. Let me ask you, Barnaby, about the midfield. Um, look, PM it, must because
0: they, it must be because they assume I'm a Tory because my name's Barnaby, but thanks <laughs> fuck I'm not. <laughs>
5: What a response that is. Absolutely first class. Uh, Pierre-Bioi look, named has started living for the first time of the league this season. I thought he was really, really good on the night tonight. I think he kept everyone calm, composed, measured at 2-0, not flying into things in general. We about Pat Matasar again, you know, although he picked up a knock um, and made way for Oliver Skip and the hour mark. Um, I think the midfield in general, Hoibier does deserve a mention. He's come into a team where, quite frankly, it's been fairly steady. He's found it hard to break through. Is that a one-off, do you think, tonight? Or do you think he's got a really important pivotal part to play as maybe a squad player between now and the rest of the season?
0: Yeah, I made a a note for my um, match review that I thought uh, he played really well. And I thought he was a lot more forward-thinking than we've ever really seen him in a Spurs shirt as well. He played a few more balls between the lines. I think that's one of the things that Spurs fans get annoyed with him about, a bit sideways and backwards. And I definitely, I was at the Shakhtar preseason friendly, and I heard uh, Ange screaming at him to play forward all the time so if he's gonna retain his place in the squad then yeah he has to continue that and keep being more brave on the ball and that's what Ange asks for the thing with me and Hoiberg is um I'm not sure where he goes where he's gonna be number you know the first name on the team sheet anyway Juventus are linked with him a lot kind of 28 30 million something like that I'd take that money, but also I think he would be a squad player at Juventus as well. So I think he needs to, and I think he is doing this, by the way, but he needs to understand that we are now a different club and he has more chance of doing great things at this club now than he has done in the past five, four five years he's been at the club. And I think he'll stay on that basis. I think he's miles miles ahead of Skippy at the moment in the, in the pecking order. I, I don't think Skippy is quite up to speed. He had an injury, I think, back end of last year, maybe, and he's not where he was. I know I've got a lot of Norwich fan friends who just said he was unbelievable at Norwich. I do rate him as a player, but he's he's fallen back a bit. And I think, yeah, I think when he comes in the team, and he will get games in the team, it'll be interesting to see whether Basuma goes straight in against Palace, because if he gets booked against Palace, then he will be out of the Chelsea game. I wonder if Ange might take a risk and think, with Palace not having Elise and Eze, who I think are both injured, maybe it's a game where we could risk having Hoiberg play and still win the game. Um, So I think he'll play enough games to make his part in this squad worthwhile. And if I were him, I'd stay at Spurs at the moment because if he thinks he's going to go to a kind of higher level club somewhere else in Europe, I'm not sure that move is on for him. And I'm not sure why he would move to a more of a mid-table Premier League team or European team.
5: Yeah, listen, I think for a long time, just a, uh, before I bring Sam in there, we look to close. Uh, I think what I've got to say for me is that ultimately you're being part of something that's really special right now. Why would you walk away from something that looks so good on the eye? And the fact that this is ultimately, I think we can all agree, the best feeling we've had as Spurs fans. That we've been here under Conte last season, although we're three points up of where we was last season. There's just a different feel around the place. You can see that amongst the players as well. And Barnaby, said, of course, connections inside the club or from what you hear. You can tell it's a really, really nice place, nice environment. The players are all getting on really, really well. And long may that continue. And Sam, again, we look at, you know, players come off the bench tonight. The Celsa coming on. Great tackle Alex Awobi with a few minutes to go. Brendan Johnson limited to game time, but again, he'll come good. over Liz coming on tonight. Third successive league match for him that he's coming off the bench. Um, we all, I think, know and we acknowledge the fact that in January, that's a real opportunity to go and re-strengthen the team in areas that we're going to maybe need to if this Spurs team are going to achieve what I'm going to ask you finally. But, I mean, how proud are no, you, Sam? How, how proud are you, Sam, that at the moment, it's a real team squad effort so far. And everybody, everybody's stepping up, Sam, right? I, they are,
7: yeah. And uh, but, but the thing is that that excite. What excites me now that would that didn't excite me at the start of the season. I, I'm I'm happy to say I, I was on the fence. I, you know, I've 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 been not proven wrong, but been surprised by what's going on at Tottenham. But what you find is managers like Mourinho and Conte. I mean, I, I, Antonio Conte. He was like the one for me. Like when that happened, I was like, you know, it was like, you're never going to meet that again. That was it. That's the that's the one that you lose. That's the love of your life that goes. It comes in, you know, and then that, you either keep it or you don't. And, um, but do you know what? You you know, the pattern that I've noticed, Rick, is that these top managers, uh, they, they're good because for, for a reason. is because they know what they want. And if they don't know what they want, they demand to buy it. And, and, and then what they do is they build a squad around that. And if you're good for them, you're good for them. And when they can give you six minutes at the end of extra time, when you're 3-0 up, they'll give you that for your development. It's different with Ange because if he's getting this reaction out of the players that we've already got, then I think the players that have got a chance... And I will bring Skippy into that because I've always... I actually at one point on this show will have said that I think Oliver Skip was going to be a future Spurs captain. I was that excited about him. And I'll hold my hands up to that. He's, he hasn't got the talent. At the, at the moment, I don't see him as a pivotal... I don't. I'm terribly sorry to say that. Part of Tottenham, what I'm what I'm excited to see is what the manager brings out of these players that have so much potential. And I think that's a really important thing not just to focus on what he's bringing out of the players that are in his starting eleven, but the players that could potentially be part of the depth in our squad that we've always wanted. And that's really important because I think the players are at Tottenham for a reason. They've got talent, they've got skill. They're there for a reason. But sometimes it takes the right person to activate it. And maybe we've met it. Uh, you know, maybe we've got a manager of longevity for once that's, that, 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 He's going to be part of Tottenham. I must admit, from what I read and what I hear about um, Ange Postacogli, his vision isn't short-term, but his, his result-driven vision is. So he wants immediate effect, but he also is looking at the club like he's going to be a future part of making it better. And that is so refreshing to see from for, from a manager and I can't believe I'm saying it because I feel like I'm on the show every season talking about a new manager <laughs> I'm, I'm dead happy to see them coming in you know yeah. because I was delighted of course you're going to be delighted to see Jose of course you're going to be delighted to see Conte coming in why wouldn't you do you know what I mean if someone parks a Porsche outside your house you're going to drive it if someone parks a Ferrari outside you're going to drive it but if someone parks an Audi outside that's better than all of them but you didn't know it because you've never driven it before then and, and you just don't know and the, sometimes the Audi's the better drive and you just don't know it. it's a better fit for you and your lifestyle. And sometimes you just need that part of the jigsaw to fit. This manager, he just seems super right for our club. I think he's going to bring the best out of the young players and out of the players that have a lot yeah. of experience and skill in the club. So I'm excited about every single player that's in the Tottenham squad at the moment.
5: Sam, it is time for that final question around the table to you all before we look to close. Sam, don't start... choose
7: me first. You're giddy, with... aren't you? I am going to start with you first. <laughs> Have a Sam, sip rewind, of Sam
5: a look, Spurs right now. I will let you take a sip of the house red. There, uh, we are currently go. we're currently two points clear.
7: Carolo, we... don't house red me. Don't house
5: red me. <laughs> we could be five clear come the end of Friday evening, as Richie says. he's Sam? Richie Cracknell in disguise. I'll let Crackers answer that oh, one for sure. Do, Sam, not offend, do, Sam, do not offend
7: Richard Cracknell without.
5: Uh, bless him. No, tell, no. tell me, Sam, honestly, can we? Are we in a conversation here for a title? Oh, my God. I
7: don't know. This is like your missus asking you if you're still going to go an hour when you're three minutes in. But, the, um, I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. There's a chance. <laughs> there's a chance. And... <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> do you know what? I I, I believe, I do. I, there's, there's something that I wasn't expecting. Two games in, you know, you're getting excited. Three games in, could it? And I think now I'm at the point of thinking, yeah. I'm thinking Basuma. I'm thinking Benton. Cook, I'm thinking the missing pieces. And we're still doing this. And I'm thinking, to be honest with you, if I'm going to Whitehall, if I'm going to the Tottenham Stadium, I, I'm there's a massive, massive game on your hands. Mm. And I, and that's where we're at at the moment. And every single time it's been like, oh, you know, you've, I've got my friends that say to me every time, oh, yeah, you're on top. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, but, you know, that's it. We'll Tottenham, they'll bottle it. And then you're always going to get that. And do you know what? I've swallowed it, but I'm not going to swallow it this season. I don't think I'm going to swallow it. I think we've got a chance. And I think we're going to be up there. We might go down to second. We might go down to third. We've got a massive chance of competing for the title, Ricky. I think <laughs> we have under this manager.
5: Sam, in the six, seven years you've been doing Arsenal on Spurs, this is the most exciting I've seen you. I will not allow it to end any way. Mate, you've been great. Sam, thank you so much. The Love you Sammy guys. Dal, yes. Mate, Thanks.
7: thank
5: you so much. Uh, listen, let's come over to Dow. Oh, Dal. What a journey you've had on this show. It feels like, I think it's been in two and a half years. It might feel like 20 the way it's gone for you over the last, uh, what you've been put through so far on here with Stellini Ball and Conte Ball. I won't remind you. I think we saw the back of of Mourinho of you as well. Um, yes. Dal, tell me. Honestly, we stand here right now, potentially, look, the best we've ever been. That's the, there's no potential, but that's no doubt we're the best we've ever been so far. We are, look, three points up on last season. We are still in the midst of our best ever start. We're unbeaten in nine. We've scored in every game. What's achievable, my man? What's achievable,
6: Dale? (sighs) You know what? I'm loving what it is right now. I'm loving, right now, I'm the happiest man I can be right now. However, I have to put the real big boy pants on and go it's a long season and there isn't the depth that i would like in our squad and we're two injuries away from it being a problem and for me right now i'm loving life i had no expectation for spurs this season when we started the season i didn't put any pressure on this side i put zero pressure on it at all however right now spurs can achieve anything they want to nothing is off limits i think and just said it himself about the, there's no there's no ceiling, there's no floor. And right now, Spurs could do it. They really could do it. They could win the title. They could. Because guess what? We're in it to win it. We're in the league and we're playing great football. Am I saying they're going to? No, I'm not going to say we're going to. I'm going to say we're in it. And right now, if we got top four, that would be a great season for us, season one with, with Ange Ball. However, who knows what we mm-hmm. can achieve? Spurs fans, what I would say to you right now is enjoy it while it's good. And when the little bumps come, stick with it. We sound amazing. I went at the ground today. I was in my house, but I could hear the beauty of our fan base. It sounds immense. Let's remember that because Ange and these boys will need us at some points in the season to drag them on. They're going to need our love and they're going to need it in abundance. So let's remember that. And if we do it, if we do our part and they do theirs, who knows what we can achieve? But I'm not saying the T word. I'm not doing it. Okay, this is my man,
5: Dale. I know you're stopped in the street, not only for the acting, but after last one, it's first bless you with everything you do, Spurs wise. Dale, anything to do? You want to fill us with? Is it NDA up to the hill at the moment? Anything you can let us know? Anything coming up?
6: You want to tell us? Well, put it this way: someone already flashed on the screen saying they went to the cinema and they saw me in an advert. I'm, I'm sending a number <laughs> of different things to you right now online. Um, keeping it, keeping it, keeping it moving. I'm pantomiming again this year. I'm over at Ilford. Um, keeping it local at the Kenneth Moore Theatre. But there was hopefully, with SAG now ending, and the battle with America, fingers crossed there's some nice stuff to tell you about soon. I'll keep it crossed, but I will come and tell you guys first. Top Promise.
5: man. Now, we're going to keep our fingers crossed. We're going to see you Dow, for the return of Maurizio in a couple of weeks. I... I'll be
6: there, my friend. I'll be there.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's coming our way. What a show that's going to be. What a time we're in for. Barnaby, to close it with you. Look, I've got to say... What a time to be coming back on where things are, where they are. Look, as long as I've known you, and even when you spurred on days, I think you've always been excited, but level-headed and grounded to know that we are in a process wherever we've been under, and things can always change. But you mentioned earlier about the way Arsenal started last season, and the fact they went on to an unbelievable run. We've had comments coming through tonight that, look, Leicester, very similar. They had a very much a, a small squad that they kept with. They stuck by, they were lucky with injuries, but they got over the line. What is your gut telling you Barnaby on where Spurs are right now in that dreaded word of the T word for title? Mm-hmm. What
0: do you think? My my gut is that this is very much the beginning of a very exciting project. And actually uh, what I've had my eye on a bit more is the possibility of Klopp and Pep leaving in a year, 18 months, two years time, and possibly Ange having us ready, real, really properly ready for a succession of title tilts then. What I would also say though is that, as you said, Leicester happened, it can happen, and one game a week is a possibility yeah. in terms of keeping uh, a, a thin squad together. Um, the, the the teamwork and the togetherness is definitely there. Those things you can see when they make blocks and tackles, how supportive they are of each other. It, it probably is a bit early, but I actually think um, these next two games, Palace away just because it's before all the other teams play, and then if we could go into that Chelsea game at home Top of the league and still on this run, I think that will be such a huge game, and the mo- the momentum and the atmosphere will be so big. Then I really struggle to to think that Chelsea will be able to handle us, and that could be that could be a really good after that game. We can really see whether there's a, a possibility. But as I said, my instinct is probably it's a bit early, but we should look at the possibility of and still being here in two three years time, and then us putting together. Kind of a couple of two, three, four real proper title tilts because he'll have, he'll have exactly the squad he wants by then as well. And I don't, I'm not sure how it's ever going to be easy to stop this kind of football that he plays because it's just so attacking and trusting in his players, and they clearly love playing it. And I can't see there being a big falling out within the squad and the manager as there has been in the last few years. So that's my instinct.
5: Barnaby, favourite cameras level-headed on the ground, but it's been an absolute pleasure where can everybody find the new podcast where can everybody find the new daily content you're offering for us
0: yep so it's called the spurred on podcast uh, if you like listening to podcasts if you're driving or running then just go to your search engine of your spotify or apple podcast or google podcast type in the spurred on podcast and give us a follow and subscribe and it's a video podcast too so it's on youtube uh youtube.com forward slash at barnaby slater underscore and i'm doing uh, as ricky said daily formats about Spurs, kind of 10, 15-minute episodes every day, and got some interviews coming up with some of the old Spurred On presenters as well, some of whom are quite famous now. So, yeah, come and come and give us a follow and a subscribe. Cheers, guys. Barnaby, thank
5: you so much. Dale, been a pleasure. We look forward to seeing you back in a couple of weeks. Likewise for Sam. Well, guys, that's it. Tottenham are back top of the Premier League. They are two points clear. They could go five on Friday. Wow. <laughs> We're hitting new territory on last one on Spurs. From the wonderful Darren Hartman, from the superb Sammy Power, from the brilliant Barnaby Up. we've been the last one on Spurs. Guys, we ask you to keep safe, keep well. We're back with you soon. And as always, from all of us here, lots of love and come on, you Spurs.
2: Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky
4: landslides, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom?